Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And I said it last week and I'll say it again. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Hell, what's today? The 26th is Boxing Day. Ooh, you gotta roll with them punches. <laughs> I hope every single one of you has had a fantastic Christmas. I had a great time. Spent the whole weekend with my girlfriend and we went to the Harry Potter store. And one of the things that I realized about the Harry Potter store in New York City, I have to be honest, I thought the store would be a lot bigger. It's only two floors. Like, if you go to New York City, for those of you that are not in New York City, if you go to New York City and you go to Times Square or Grand Central and you want to do some sightseeing, right? And you go to the Disney store, it's the Disney store. It's freaking packed with so much merchandise and so many people. It has a long escalator that goes up all the way to the top and, like, it is packed. It is big. It's the same thing with Toys R Us before they went out of business. I think they came back into business. It's the same thing. You go to Toys R Us and it's huge. It's monumental. I'm going to say monumental, but it's freaking gigantic. And the Harry Potter store, two floors, literally only two floors. I thought, and maybe they had this idea, but due to, uh, due to the infrastructure, they weren't able to do it because of the limited space that they had. I thought that they were going to have each floor that belongs to each house. And maybe there is something like that maybe in Florida or California or somewhere else. But here in New York, only two floors. Everything was compacted. Everything was like, if you're not used to tight, tight crowds, then this is definitely, it can be very, very overwhelming. And, God, those things were expensive. Oh, my God, those things were pricey as hell. But, you know, I'm not really complaining about that, even though it sounds like I'm complaining. I had a great time. What I really wanted to get for myself is the hourglass. The same hourglass, I believe it was in the... I I think it was... I forgot which movie it was. It was the flashback when you saw Voldemort as a child, and he goes... To this little hourglass. I believe it's like the Slytherin hourglass. I thought they were going to have that for sale. And I really, really wanted to get it. But unfortunately, they didn't because something like that is not even sold. So I'm like, okay, well, that's slightly disappointing. But, you know, got my girlfriend hats and gloves. And, you know, we got a wand for her. And it, it it's fun. If you haven't checked it out, even though I may be a little bit underselling it, Go check it out. If you ever come to New York City, go check out the Harry Potter store. You're going to have a fabulous, fabulous time. Aside from that, pretty much, we went over and saw Aquaman 2. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And uh, what can I say about it? It's fun. It's decent. You know, I personally, I enjoyed it way better than The Flash. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Were there some cringy moments? Of course there were. Were there some, 
you know, some moments where it was dumb and it was like, eh, that, that shouldn't have happened. Of course. But you have to remember, this is the last of the DC Extended Universe. The last of the Snyderverse movie. And I'm pretty sure that when they made this movie, they had no idea, they meaning the higher-ups and the creators and James Wan and the directors and everybody else, they had no idea that this was going to be the final film of this 10-year franchise. They had no idea. So, is it a bow to wrap up in the entire movie structure of what we've gone through? Not really. It is what it is. And I'm sure a lot of people thought that the movie was going to go out with a bang. It was going to go out as one of the top ranking movies of the year that maybe we can bring the DCEU back up and then it can lead in or have a perfect transition into the DCU from James Gunn. No, it was just another movie. It's just another movie. Like, it is what it is. To try to put it bluntly in terms of what the story is about, obviously Black Manta wants revenge against Arthur Curry, against Aquaman, and he has a MacGuffin known as the Black Trident. By the way, this is all in the trailers. I'm not really spoiling anything much. He has a MacGuffin, which is the Black Trident. And of course, the Black Trident is possessed. And it has dark powers and dark entities. And they have to go through everything. <laughs> Look, it's pretty much a generic movie. That's all it is. And... One of the things that I did say that I was actually looking forward to was the bromance and the relationship and the chemistry between Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson and James Wan are very good friends, and he's been in a lot of his horror movies. So it's no surprise that James Wan wanted to cast Patrick Wilson in this movie from the first one and now here. At first, I never really bought him as Orm, as the Ocean Master, the first time I saw it. But then I saw this movie and I'm like, okay, there's some good chemistry, there's good character development, there is great dialogue between these guys, because they're having fun. They're having fun in terms of doing what they do. I'm sure you've seen in the trailer where there's a moment where they're actually running through the jungle, running through this massive gigantic jungle in order to, you know, escape and find this thing. And kind of a side quest, if you're a hardcore gamer, it is kind of a side quest if you truly think about it. But I enjoyed it. I really did. And it's one of those things where you have to really, really think to yourself, okay, if this movie is not spectacular, it's not like, I don't know, Man of Steel type good or the Suicide Squad type good, at least let me have fun. And I did. And so did my girlfriend and so did a few other people that came to the movie theater. When I went to the movie theater, there was like literally, what, 10 of us? I think there was like un literally under 10 people. But, hey, if you feel like going to see it, you can get your money's worth and that's all there is to it. There really is. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking of the cons and a lot of people are not even seeing it because Amber Heard is in the movie and Amber, if you want to call her Amber Turd or Amber Heard, listen, I know... Some of you are like cringing and is just wincing at that name because of what happened, because of the trial, and because of everything of what happened last year. And there were reports that she was only in the movie for like 10 minutes of this long 
two hour movie, two hour, two hour, ten movie type movie. And it definitely felt longer than that because there were a lot of moments where they could have literally digitally took her out and just let Aquaman be. But because of Elon Musk, because of his threats to Warner Brothers, because of him owning shares and, you know, saying that he was going to sue them or whatever the case may be, because obviously they dated. We didn't get that. We got a lot of Amber Heard and... You can tell there were a lot of scenes that were just chopped down. There were a lot of scenes that we were sure that involved her was literally chopped down. A lot of fight scenes that just went out of nowhere or that just cut off. And it's like, all right, well, the editing is botched down completely. But then what do you expect? They didn't want Amber Heard to be in this movie. There were a lot of reports behind the scenes where Jason Momoa and Ever Heard were not working well together at all because of everything. There were reports that Jason Momoa was actually dressing up like Captain Jack Sparrow and Johnny Depp and things like that. I don't know. Like, we can only speculate. We can only base our analysis based on what is in front of us. Ember Heard is just there she's just and eh. he has a few lines where is junior things like that and it's like <laughs> oh man but like i said what makes this movie worthwhile to me was jason momoa some people said that he was phoning it in i disagree i say he was having a blast he was having a blast with patrick wilson and i love the scenes between him and his father because the theme of this movie is very, very heavily drawn into brotherhood, family, what it means to be a father, what it means to be a king, the responsibilities, you know, what, what, and, and a lot of it also has to do with global warming in this movie too, but it's like they took two completely different plot points and then just meshed it together. It didn't really... It didn't really go out to the way it did. But, like I said, nevertheless, action scenes were good. Chemistry was good. If you love Jason Momoa, you're going to have a good time. Do I think this is going to cross $300 million at the global box office in the next few weeks? I highly doubt it. It just literally crossed, crossed $50 million over the weekend. And I understand it's Christmas weekend, but it might go higher, it might go lower. Who the hell knows? I think it's barely going to cross 250. I'd say around the 250 and the 300 million dollar range. But then it goes to me thinking, how are we going to remember the 10-year franchise of the DC Extended Universe? Cuz if you remember from the very very beginning, it was about copying what the MCU what Marvel has done. And then they realized after Batman v Superman that they had to make it fun and they had to make it more lively. They had to make it more kid-friendly, things like that. What happened? They took Suicide Squad, the first one, and just botched it with editing, with different choices. It was literally a slow burn from the very waist down. But at the same time, there was one point where they thought, okay, we're going to have to pivot. We're going to have to change our strategy and instead of focusing on crossovers and focusing on trilogies, we're going to have to focus on individual characters. That's why Aquaman did very well, the first one. That's why Wonder Woman did very well. That's why the Joker did very well. 
you have these choices where you realize if something is not working in your franchise, in your disposal, then you're just going to have to change everything completely. And that's exactly what they did. Took them a long time. And in a way, it's really unfair to them at the halfway point. Because the problem is, when you hear superhero fatigue, you're automatically going to associate it with Marvel. Because they are the ones that holds the market share. They are the ones that it is embedded into the brains and minds of so many fans because of the MCU starting all the way from 2008. When you see movies and superheroes and everything else when they go bad, you're going to associate that with other heroes and other superhero movie genres in general. Remember, Zack Snyder was the one that started it all. Zack Snyder Snyder is a great storyteller in terms of visuals. He's very, very visually compacted. He's a very great visual storyteller. But he doesn't know how to tell a great cohesive story. I mean, not to branch out on a few other projects that has nothing to do with this, but look at Rebel Moon. I haven't even seen Rebel Moon, and already this movie is getting shredded and just destroyed by so many people. Oh my god. You go on Instagram, you go, not Instagram, I'm sorry, you go on Twitter and TikTok and everybody else of who you follow, when they talk about Rebel Moon, they just shred it completely. And a lot of it has to do with Zack Snyder not being able to tell a good story from a writing perspective. It's the same thing of what happened from the very get-go. I enjoyed Man of Steel. It wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. Then Batman v Superman happened, and you're like, what the hell was this? What just what what are we doing? And of course, fast forward to the Justice League, the Just Sweden Justice League. And of course, tragedy happened with him and his personal family. We all know about that on his daughter taking her own life. We we already we knew that productions behind the scenes were going to go terrible in terms of how this was going to be. And we knew. And movies just didn't recover from that. Literally, if I have to name my top three movies of the DC Extended Universe, I would have to say off the top of my head, off the top of my head, off the top of my head, The Suicide Squad, under James Gunn, I'm, I would put Wonder Woman up there, and Man of Steel. I enjoyed Man of Steel. How we never got a Superman 2 movie is kind of a crime in it of its humanity. And there were so many talks of having Man of Steel 2. There were so many talks and yet they just couldn't do it. But what happened? Towards the end, we had Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the Black Adam situation. Oh, you remember that? He wanted so badly to have a huge reboot of the DC Extended Universe. He wanted to re- he wanted to make the DC EU his own thing and he was going to lead the charge and there were going to be Black Adam against Superman and it was going to be two two of them fighting against each other. What happened? The movie came out and it was a flop. It was a failure. And in turn, that went on to Shazam 2, Shazam Fury of the Gods, not doing well. 
Because if you remember, Zachary Levi, he was blaming him. He was blaming so many people. And it's kind of an interesting thing because when you have directors and you have actors just blaming other people for their movie's failure and not succeeding as they hoped it would, it leaves a sour taste in our mouths, doesn't it? I mean, let's look at the last person of what was blaming other people, Nia DaCosta. Look at Elizabeth Banks. Now you got Zachary Levi. Now you have so many people that wants to blame others. It's just tiresome at this point. So the question is now, how are we going to remember the DCEU? How are we going to remember the DC Extended Universe? They started off as a carbon copy. HBO Max came through somewhere along the way. And uh, all it is is just terrible choices from one after another. From one after another. Maybe, maybe I'll do a rankings of the 15 DC Extended Universe movies from best to worst or worst to best or what are the top seven greatest or what are the top seven worst. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to structure it, but that'll come in due time. That'll come in due time because it's over, it's done, and we go on to do something else. But aside from that, (laughs) to put it all to bed here, if you want to see Aquaman, you can see it. Would I rush to the theaters to pay close to 20 bucks for it? No. I would wait for it to come out on HBO Max. And then you can enjoy it with your partner, with your friend, your buddy, wife, husband, sister, brother, whatever. Have some popcorn. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time with that. I would not rush to go and see this movie in theaters. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, in the last episode... I said that I wanted to make a poll of what was the worst movie of 2023. Was it Quantumania, Ant-Man 3 Quantumania, or was it the Marvels? And even though eight people, eight people actually came out and spoke, they said that Quantumania was the worst, that it was worse than the Marvels. Now... I'm going to do a top 10 comic book movies of the year before the new year begins. And I think I'm going to come out and really, really dissect what I liked, what I disliked, and it's going to be from best to worst. So in the very next episode, that's what we are going to be looking forward to. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for doing what you do best, supporting me throughout this year. This has been, it has been a challenging year. It has been a challenging year for movies in general. And I know there were a lot of times where I took a lot of breaks. But hey, now that I'm moving and I'm going to somewhere new, hopefully we can do something new, something fun, something extravaganza. As always, guys. Go to your favorite, favorite audio platform. Give me a like, a subscribe, a follow, five stars, comment, engage, like, do what you got to do. Let's help make this podcast outstanding. Happy holidays to every single one of you beautiful people out there. Always remember, 
when it comes to comic book movies, games, shows, or any of the case may be. If you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.